This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. And with us today, we're going to be talking about the legislature coming up this year now. Jack Kobeck, uh, Senator from District 13 in Sioux Falls. Seven years. Now, you started out as a uh, representative, right? Started out as a senator. I actually got a phone call on January the 16th in 2016. Our senator in District 13 at that time was Phyllis Heinemann, and she called and asked me if I would run for the Senate that she wanted to retire. And I said, Phyllis, I said, that's not on my bucket list at all. I don't know. I'm not sure I want to do it. And she says, think about it. I'll call you back on Wednesday. This was a Sunday when she called me. So I walked into the house and I sat down with my wife and I told her what Phyllis had asked me to do. And and she said, well, she said, God's asking you to to do that, she said, because you always wanted to serve your people in one way or another because you were never able to get into the military because of a physical ailment that I had because my dad, my grandfather, my uncles and cousins had, had been in anywhere from World War One to Vietnam and Korea. And, and she says, well, that's what you should do then. So then I had to go to my boss, Arch Beal, and I asked him if it would be okay to do that. And he said, yes, go ahead. Well, so I stood in the doorway, and I'm saying, now what do I do? I had no idea how to run a campaign. I have nothing. So anyway, in 2016, I uh, got elected, and that was my first year in the Senate. So, Well, you must have inspired people because your boss, Archie, he, uh, he ran for office too. <laughs> well, yeah, um, he uh, he's in the Senate now too, Archie is. And, and uh, you know, depending on how everything goes this year, I, I am pretty sure he's going to run again. Uh, I am not going to run for the House. I have, uh, I'm just going to ask you, can't yeah. you run for representative? Yeah, I, I, I could. I could run for the House of Representatives, and, and I've had an awful lot of support from some very, very good people you know, asking me about that. But I've made the decision that it's time for me to uh, be 72 years old here in about 23 days, and I think it's time to start spending more time with my grandkids. I have 10 of them, and they're playing baseball and soccer and dancing and music and, and they're involved in a lot of things and I miss a lot of that and I I felt it's time to, to, to get involved with that more. Well, after seven years, what advice can you give somebody that wants to run for the Senate? You have to basically commit for how many days? Uh, a couple months, right? Well, the, the legislature actually runs about 38 days, um, the maximum of 40 if, if so works that way. But, you know, not knowing what I was getting into in 2016, you know, and knowing some of the legislators and, and that, I knew that there was a lot of extra uh, work to be done outside of the legislature. And, you know, the COVID thing that happened uh, two years and that, it, it's pretty much turned into a, uh, a job that, that you have to attend to practically year-round now. And I'm not saying you do every day or every week, but I said it, 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 there's involvement just about every, every uh, day of the week, and that's okay. Well, Jack Kovic, Senator of District 13, I don't know what I'm going to do next year because I always have you to come in and give us kind of a preview of, this, of the uh, legislature. We've been doing that almost, I think, for seven years, it seems like. Well, just, to, just I'll just highlight that a little bit. I will be in the legislature until they swear in the new senator in okay. District 13, and that probably will not take place until, like, January 7th or 8th next year. So if you catch me on the 2nd or 3rd of January, I... I could still come and tell you what's going to okay. maybe happen in the year to come, but I won't be there. Today, this this a leap year, I think, this year? Yes, it is. What, does that make any difference with the legislature? No, no. It's just one extra day on the calendar for us as far as if we get out. Actually, I'm going to tell you a little story real quick. I don't wanna, this is the first year in eight years that I'm going to be able to attend the Summit League basketball tournament. 
our last day this year because of leap year, we get done on the 7th of January, or March, excuse me, the 7th of March, and the Summit League starts on the 8th. The veto day, of course, is March 26th this year. So I will be able to, in the first time in, in eight years, be able to sit and watch every session, if I so if desire, yeah. of the Summit League basketball, and I can't wait for that. And you can hear it right here on our, our Oh, yeah. I listened to a lot, a lot of games on it when I was out in Pierre. <laughs> Jack Kovic again, Senator District. Go Rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, when you mentioned softball and baseball, uh, you've been, you got quite a history in that, too. Well, John, I'm going to tell you what, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've got really good friends in, in, in the softball world. And we started a 15-over league here. Actually, we had our 10th anniversary this summer. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, I've got uh, 14 teams, about 230 players, men and women, over the age of 50 that play on Thursday nights at Harmadon. And this year we uh, had a little celebration at the end of the, the season and celebrated our 10th anniversary. And I had all the people that had been in the league and started with me 10 years ago, we took a picture of it, and I was amazed. You know, we started with eight teams, and we got 14 now, but those eight teams, I'll bet you we had over, what, 50 people that 10 years ago could have been 50, now they're 60, they could have been 60, now they're 70. But it was amazing, and it's been a lot of fun, and anybody out there listening uh, that's over 50 years of age and wants to come out and play, just contact me, and we'll get you you in the game. Yeah. Well, it's Jack, K-O-L-B-E-C-K, if they want to contact you on that. Yep. Now, they can contact you, of course, with the legislature. But now, District 13, give us the picture of what District 13 is. Okay, last year was, you know, the election was uh, we redistrict, and, of course, it was new new territory. So my, my territory moved down um, east of Minnesota Avenue to 33rd Street. Uh, west of Minnesota Avenue, it, it went, it started at 37th Street going south. And that went all the way uh, down to 85th Street. And the addition that, because I lost the northern part of that district from 18th Street, actually from 14th Street all the way down to uh, 33rd Street and down to 37th Street, the addition that they added on to me to, to make the population 27,000, which every district is supposed to have the same or real close to the same population, they added on the area from 57th and Cliff Avenue going east on 57th all the way to Highway 11, going south to 85th Street and all the way to Highway 11. So they added in all that area. And if you have traveled Sioux Falls at all, you know the building that is going on from 57th Street and Cliff Avenue to the southeast. And that's what they added on to my territory now. So Well, that's part of Harrisburg and T, isn't it? Well, it was in the – actually the – T, um, Harrisburg, uh, representatives and senators, that was part of their territory uh, back when they were running. And I inherited that from them. And, of course, then they, their territories, territories actually kind of shrunk somewhat because of the fact that their population has grown in that Harrisburg and T area. So, so you're, you're two counties, Minnehaha and Lincoln County both then? I am. I'm, I represent both Lincoln and Minnehaha County. And, and, uh, and it's nice to, to be able to do that because I enjoy – uh, the people down in Lincoln County as well as people in Minneapolis County because people in Lincoln County sometimes have a little bit different view on 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 the world than what Minneapolis County has. But, you know, we try to put it all together into one. And Well, I, I bet you've heard from Lincoln County about the penitentiary. Yes, uh, many, many times. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But you, you, you know, that, yeah. you know, the only thing I can say about that, John, is this. And, and I've been on the, the work group for the penitentiary, uh, for the building of the new penitentiary, not only here in Sioux Falls, but the one uh, in Rapid City as all. Well. And I've been involved, you know, on a lot of the things that have gone and developed because of that. But mainly the biggest thing was to make sure that we got the financing put in place to get that done. Um, and hopefully and that we can work it out down there. I'm not at liberty to speak because of the legal thing that's going on right now that hopefully will be settled on January the 18th, but, you know, on, on the land down there in Lincoln County. But I think when it all gets said and done and hopefully we can work out an agreement down there and, and get it done, um, I think it's going to be best for everybody involved because, as you well know, and it's been public, we've had two lockdowns in the prison up here. Uh, it's building in 1881 before we even were a state. It uh, got two foot, you know, block walls, and it's hard to, hard to, hard to make it better inside the building. You're and, not going to move anything. No, and you can't move anything, and so uh, it's time to get it done. And whether it happens in Lincoln County or somewhere else, but it's 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 time. Talking to Jack Kovic, Senator District 13. Well, the story is that they had a choice between a penitentiary and a university, and they, they chose the penitentiary because they knew it would be immediate jobs. Um, but that's probably one of the best uh, uh, sites of, of over the city of Sioux Falls. Uh, are they going to? What are they going to do with the old penitentiary? Well, the first thing is I'll just tell it. You know, the Jameson Annex is not going to be moved right away. That's going to that's going to stay, and that's your maximum security part. That's going to stay right where it's at there. Um, where the other inmates are at and all that, that's that's all going to be moved. And then what happens with that particular building, I don't know what anybody, you know, an engineer or a, a, somebody that might want to build condos or whatever and can figure out how to do it. I mean, more power to them. I just don't know what will happen with it at that point in time. Uh, you know, it doesn't sit on a lot of acres, yeah. you know, so... Well, the view is nice, but uh, at least they don't have quite the smell of the sewer that they used to, but there's still the meatpacking plant. Yeah, it's still there. But it's not as bad as it used to be. Uh, again, Jack Kovic, uh, Senator for District 13 in Sioux Falls. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, you're in the committee that has all the money. So that's why I have you down here, because follow the money. That's where it's going. Where's the money going to go this year? Well, and again, you know, we got to be very thankful that that uh, our governor, we we didn't we didn't shut down, uh, and we were able to continue on, uh, pretty much open for business, uh, which helped our you know our funds. You know, last year we were we were sitting on you know close to three hundred million dollars in, in in one time money that we could spend, and uh, we finished up with our broadband. You know, hopefully. Uh, I just came from a meeting from SDN, and, and we're so close to having broadband perfected throughout the whole state, give or take a, a couple areas where it's difficult to get it in or they got some problems with, you know, some, some issues in areas. But hopefully we'll have broadband. That'll, that We're going to put that behind us. That, that's hopefully all done. That's done. We've, we put uh, a whole bunch of money into the, 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 prison, the rebuilding of the prison fund. Uh, we've got the... The Rapid City one under construction, a women's prison, which is desperately needed. Uh, the one in Piers is, is just falling down. And the one in Rapid, we've got that fully funded. Uh, we got the, the money in the bank of about $380 million, $390 million in the bank for the new prison wherever we may build it. 
because we don't want to bond if we can possibly not bond because bonding would cost us probably as much as what the the cost of building the prison would be. And if we can put the money in the bank and, and have it ready to go, that that's just better for the taxpayers in the state of South Dakota. So that's what, you know, some of the things where some of the money went. Uh, but we also, we did uh, 7% across the board um, for all teachers and uh, CSPs and state employees. Plus we, we put money, extra money into the CSPs, which is LifeScape, uh, Dakota Disabilities, Volunteers of America, and we put some extra money into that too as well last year, which actually bumped them those people up. And some of the agencies were bumped up as high as 26%. And uh, so we haven't heard other than good things from those organizations. I know there's still some some things that had, need to be worked out, but um, that was you know some things that happened last year. So you're almost paying cash for the new penitentiary. We would like to, definitely. That we saves would like a to. lot of money when you can do that. I mean, you know, if <clears throat> if anybody could just pay cash for a car or their house, think of, of all the money they would save. Right. Um, the state is doing so good. Um, if we you know, watch the news, what's going on in California, they're so far in debt. Uh, New York is so far in debt. Uh, Illinois is so far in debt. Uh, we don't have an income tax. How do we do it? Well, it's. I think it's called just some good old South Dakota responsibility. And I love that. I mean, um, I like it when you know when you when you uh, can talk about what what happened when you were a kid and how your parents um, took care of you and and go to a movie that your dad would give you fifty cents. You'd go to the movie for a quarter. You'd buy a big boogie candy bar for a quarter, and that's what you had, you know. And yeah. you and you and you survived with it all. Uh, but I think that overall, you know, the we live on a sales tax, okay. And we live on a lot of federal funding. You know, our budget is probably, you know, 52% federally funded. You know, and then our budget, the rest of our budget is sales tax, fees that we collect, and, and then um, also any revisions back from departments. If if they budgeted money and, and they didn't spend it, they revert it back to, to our general fund. And and so, again, like this year, we're looking at probably somewhere in the vicinity of, of, of a couple hundred million dollars. And one of the big contributors to that this year will be uh, unclaimed uh, property. Uh, our unclaimed property division in the state of South Dakota has just is just boomed and uh, we really don't know why uh, the banks are, are are giving us their unclaimed property. Uh, we're looking some probably somewhere in the vicinity of almost 120 million just just from unclaimed property that'll come back into the state. Um, so that that's something that we're going to be working on too is how that's gonna, how that's gonna be spent, and believe me, John, I've got a couple ideas for that. Well, what are those ideas? Okay, one of them, and and this really is something that will affect the whole state of South Dakota, and definitely will affect the the Greater Sioux Falls area. When I say Greater Sioux Falls area, I mean people from a fifty mile radius. We've got one of the, the finest airports that you can fly in and out of, and mm-hmm. uh, we cannot land any more planes. We're out of space. Uh, and the federal government will match 90% of a uh, of certain projects uh, that for rebuilding airports, like runways, for example. We don't need runways. Our runways are great because we got the Air Force Base here, and uh, we're great there. We're good there for a long, long time. But we need to build more terminals to land more aircraft and to be able to park aircraft. And right now we got a, a fund out there, not a fund, excuse me, we uh, – 
I've done uh, engineering and, and the design work to, to put to add four terminals onto that airport. And we've got it. Dan does a great job out there at the airport. He's the manager of the airport. He's done a great job of, of getting the design done so that that we don't have to take up or any space or any landing area or parking area today because if we do that then we're going to lose flights and we can't afford to lose flights if we can get this done um, then we can add on enough to park eight more aircraft and to get that done the, the federal government on a project like that will fund up to 90 percent if we can match it with 10 okay but we got to get the 10 percent and what i'm looking at is building our aeronautics fund uh and me with some help from some people from rapid city aberdeen pier brookings you know, the other airports around, um, to build that fund up, we did a five-year plan on what the airports would need five years from now. And if we wanted to fund it all at one time and, and build them all at one time, it would be about an $80 million investment from, from the state, the community, the Chamber of Commerce, whatever, in all these cities and throughout the state to match the federal funding. And we could get our airports get the, get what we need to land planes and when we keep advertising move to south dakota we need to get that done and we're going to work hard on that we're not a flyover state as much as we used to be no n not at all not at all and uh you know as an example i'll tell you i'm, I'm going to pier tomorrow and then friday morning i fly out of pier to denver denver to florida to to a, a board meeting that i i have to attend on business and uh it's so it's so cool to, to to go and be able to fly out of the Pier Airport and fly to Denver. I'm going to meet my wife there. She's flying out of Sioux Falls, and then we're going to go. It's nice to be able to do that, and I hope we can continue to do that. But also, you think about the medical aircraft that land at all the airports in the state of South Dakota, uh, from Monument to Avira to to uh, you know Sanford to any of those medical air, and then all the all the the freight. You know, we got Amazon here. The, the freight that they, they, they bring in, and the packaging and, and the freight that comes in and out of all the airports, either on big aircraft or small aircraft. So we got to continue to work on that. And, and, and I mean, if we can get 90% funding from the federal government, why not go after it? That's, that's you know, one of the things that I want to spend, uh, I would like to see it spent on. I don't know if it will, but we'll see how it goes. Well, now that the uh, time has uh, probably uh, lasted long enough, I can admit that when I was in boot camp, I used to come home on weekends because you could fly from here to Chicago in an hour, you know. And uh, as long as you got back in time on Sunday night, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> they didn't care. But uh, Jack Kobeck, Senator, District 13, uh, Sioux Falls, seven years, uh, what's the thing that you see as, as being the, the biggest thing that you, you are proud of? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, one of them is I, uh, I've worked with the human trafficking people. And when I first started in 2016, a gentleman came up to me and said, Jack, you know, there's a group in town called Call to Freedom you need to get to know and get involved with. And the Call to Freedom is a human trafficking organization that does wonders in, in, in the human trafficking and labor trafficking uh, situations that we have in the state. So we started out kind of small with that, and, and uh, we, we got some bills passed, uh, some legislation that we worked on, you know, to uh, expunge records of young people that had been caught under the age of 18 because with human trafficking comes drugs, comes shoplifting, comes theft, comes a lot of things come with it just because of the pressure that human trafficking puts on an individual. And we were able to get one bill passed where when they turned the age of 18 and 
the judge had, they could get their record expunged. In other words, anything that they did after the age of, before the age of 18, that the judge could give up to one year, he could have one year to decide whether or not that person was eligible to get all their records expunged. Once they turned 18, because if they all them records, all those crimes stayed on their record, they couldn't get an apartment, they couldn't get into colleges. Sometimes it was a could prohibit them from getting a job, you know. And that was one thing that we did. I was I, I thought, and it took a lot of work, but it was I was I was pretty proud. And a lot of good help from a lot of good people on that one, and that moved us forward to where we're at today. We were able to uh, work on getting a, a gal. Um, I believe her name is uh, Mary. Uh, Beth Mary Beth Hall Hallsworth. Yes. She works right in the AG's office now. Her full time position is is nothing but, but to to patrol and look at our human trafficking situation in the state of South Dakota. And we got her, and she's great. And uh, hopefully someday John can have her on the show and tell, and she can tell you all about it. But now we've got somebody in the AG's office because before six years ago, seven years ago, when we first started on this, everybody goes ah ah. You don't have to worry about that. Nah, that you know. We did. We worried about it. And so we've, we've moved that far. And uh, here in Sioux Falls, you know, they've got the, the Marissa House and things like that. And it's, it's moved quite, you know, along. It took a long time, but we're getting better at it. And I think uh, with the new AG's addition uh, to the human trafficking focus in the state, I think we're going to see some, some really great, great results. Yeah, Becky at Call to Freedom, they have a staff of 28 in Sioux Falls, and they need more, and that's just in Sioux Falls. So yep. if that's an indicator of things, then uh, you're, you're right on on that. What's the, what's the next thing you think you'd be proud of? You can you can tell your grandkids. Well, you know, there's a couple things. One, one I, you know, if you like homeschooling or not, or you, you like public schools or you like private schools or not, you know, they're all kids, you know. And so one thing that we, we, we worked on, it took a couple years. It took two different governors to get it done. But what we did was we were able to get the ACT scores, which uh, at the time when I got into the legislature for homeschool kids and other kids, it was, it was like 26 in order to qualify for the opportunity scholarships, which are available in South Dakota to go on to our universities in the state. And the, the kids coming out of the public school, it was ACT score of 24. We were able to get that put together, uh, which really w- was a great thing um, to help out. And it, as far as costing money to the state of South Dakota or the taxpayers, hardly little to none. And uh, we were able to get more and more more kids to apply for these opportunity scholarships and then go on to our, you know, universities in the state, of which, you know, I think uh, do, do a really good job. We've got, uh, I think, every one of them this year is up in enrollment except for one. And that's a good thing because we're getting these students from not only in-state but out-of-state to come to South Dakota to, to go to our universities. Well, you mentioned that a large part of our income through the legislature is federal funding. Are, are there any parts of that federal funding that we have to worry about maybe being taken away from South Dakota? Every day. Every day, mm-hmm. you know, because... The federal government can change things real quick, mm-hmm. and we found that a lot of that out as as it being on appropriations. We found, we found how they can change the way you can spend their money or how you get their money, and they can change it within 24 hours. And uh, well, for example, just the speed limit. We're at 
um, excuse me, the drinking age at 21. You know, if if we would decide to lower that to 19, just because, you know, kids nowadays, 19 years of age, it might be appropriate to do that with. Not saying that when I was 19, it wasn't appropriate, but we'd lose all our federal highway money. So they, they dictate that to us, you know, that we've, we got to keep that there. And there's other other things that federal money that comes in that they've got the stipulations on it. And you've heard um, our executive branch, our governor, talk about why she has at times refused federal money because of the, the, the strings that they attach to it. And so sometimes those strings that are attached to that federal money may not be the best thing for South Dakota, um, and that can happen there too. But, yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of federal money. You mentioned the governor. She's been right uh, in, in with the marijuana uh, question, I guess. Uh, where's that going? Well, you know, she was never, in, you know, never really wanted it, you know, and, and we, we do have the medical uh, side of the marijuana right now, um, which I, I'm not sure exactly how their businesses are going. I haven't been following it. I'm, you know, I'm not really privy on that part of it. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be another initiative uh, on the ballot or maybe on the ballot to legalize recreational marijuana. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know, really know where that's going to go. But um, Well, if people have an idea on, on anything that they're, you know, they're listening right now, they've got something that, gee, I wish this would come to the legislature. Uh, how, how do they get a hold of you or their legislature for maybe their district? Um, it's not too late to uh, get some input into that. No, um, I'm on the legislative website. I've got my uh, phone numbers listed there. Um, I've got actually, I've got a legislative phone number at six zero five three three two six four nine zero that anybody can reach me on. Um, I don't necessarily pick it up right away all the time because I am still full time working and and that and then, but I do and always have uh, taken the respect of the person that called to return a phone call. I just ask people on the other end of the line to be a little respectful with me as well because I do appreciate that. Um, and I I will return the call. I can't say that I'll get back in an hour or two hours. It might be the next day, but uh, that way. Or you can email me at my my email, uh, legislative email, which is jack.kobeck at southdakotalegislature.gov. Um, you can email me there because um, I look at that constantly. Um, so, and again, I may not get back to you depending on the number of emails I get and what I got going on that day, but I will get back to you. If we were to put a headline, the big thing for this, this legislature, uh, to have to tackle, what would it be? The biggest thing that I'm probably going to tackle is going to love me or hate me, but we've got a situation out there in our market with vaping and we do not tax vaping. Vaping has got nicotine in it. And so does chewing tobacco, and so do cigars, and so do cigarettes. And I hear from our school districts that it's one of the biggest problems that they have within the school systems. And I think that if we could tax that at the rate that chewing tobacco and uh, cigars are taxed because they're taxed different than cigarettes because they're sold differently, not by the cigarette, which is an individual deal, but by ounces or by the liquid or whatever it might be, that if we could do the same with that, that we could raise money to help our counties out with, we could help with some more uh, with our Department of Ed, because we're talking that that would be big money. Just alcohol or tobacco tax alone in the state of South Dakota, we collect forty-seven million dollars, 
and I hear from some of my retailers and stuff that I talk to about that, that they say that vaping is almost as big as. Well, I know chewing tobacco yeah, is not good tobacco. for your teeth. I know that. <laughs> I've, um, never, I've never done it. No, it, it, it's, it's. Uh, but that's one of the, that's know. one of the things that I've got right now. And uh, and the governor's office knows about it, and the, 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 the Department of Revenue knows about it. We got a bill draft done, and uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. It may not it may not happen this year, and I'm sure after somebody hears this on the on the radio, John, that they'll, I'll be getting some more phone calls on it. But that's one thing that, and I'm not for for taxes, new taxes. This is to me is an extension of a tax that we should have have had. Other states have done it, and other states do it, and if we're going to live and die by our our state sales tax this would be a good one how many bills okay what day does it actually start the, the legislature actually starts at uh on the 9th of january and how many bills are you going to have on your desk at that time probably right now today uh, on my legislative website i've got close to a hundred bills that have been dropped and, and drafted but i'll just tell you that the last bill that we we put in which was my that i i put in as a draft, that bill number was 374, and I know since then there's probably been about 200 more. That yeah, I was going to say at least draft. 400 or more. Yep. We're out of time. Jack Kovic, Senator, District 13 of Sioux Falls. want to thank you for being with us on Forum. Well, I appreciate you, and I want to thank all my constituents in District 13 and all the people in the state. It's been just a pleasure to serve you in District 13 as a senator. Thank you very much.